Peace, peace. This is Eric Chibi, your host of the Focus Podcast, tuning in with another special episode. Um, this uh, beautiful Monday, August 9th, 2021. And I had the pleasure of speaking with someone that I hold at, at a very high regard, someone who um, I admire for their intellect, for you know their, uh, their wealth of knowledge, for their interest in reading, their book recommendations, and so many other things in life. Somebody that obviously I'm excited to introduce to this platform. And my brother, if you could just give us a quick introduction as to who you are and what you do. Man, that's a great introduction. I appreciate that. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> um, well, let's see. I'm Christopher Melendrez. My uh, business is Endless Possibilities Mindset, and um, we're a transformational company. We have uh, we do trainings for um, neuro linguistic programming, coaching, and uh, do personal one on one coaching. Okay, yeah. for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. And we're going to go get into all that, what NLP means, you know, uh, the coaching that you just mentioned. Um, you, you obviously are in a training right now. Is that correct? Right now, as we speak, man, we're taking a quick lunch and uh, had to jump on with the great, <laughs> the great TV, man. Can't miss opportunity like this. Of course that. Of course that. I was listening to a podcast earlier today that said the opportunity is always in the now. Mm. So... You know, uh, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time during your lunch, you know, obviously. And I know that this food for thought is going to serve as, you know, something uh, as a great resource for many people who will listen later on, um, you know, and play this back um, eventually. But thank you so much for your time and, you know, being on the platform here today, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. Yep. So with that being said, uh, if we can just really quickly go into um, just a brief recap as to, you know, uh, your early history. You know, I know that you are based in San Francisco, the Bay Area. If you could just go into, you know, your adolescent years and then obviously um, going into your professional years and how you got into your profession. All right. So let's see. Um, early on, my mom, my mom came out here from Cuba. Mm -hmm. She uh, left in 1980 in the Marielas. She wow. ended, uh, you know, she thought it was going to be a quick little, you know, ride across the, the bay from Cuba to, to Miami. But um, her boat, actually, as soon as they got off, it um, pretty much like just stopped working. And mm -hmm. uh, it was out there just floating in the ocean for a couple of days. You know, they, they were going, uh, they had a guy on there that was, you know, going crazy. Everyone was like, you know, tripping and started to sink. You know, the boat started sinking. She's she's pregnant with my brother at the time. Wow. And then, um, you know, this was a couple boats that were happening. Everyone thinks that, like, these nice boats want to go pick them up. But it's like anyone that had a boat can go, you know, go over there and pick them up. So this was like a beat-down fishing boat. Mm -hmm. And um, it started to sink. You know, the Coast Guard was out there, you know, seeing save how many people they, they can stay. Had a helicopter. Had a helicopter, everyone off of that boat onto the coast guard boat you know and when they got the last person off the boat the boat completely sunk and uh, yeah so like yeah this is a uh, you know her just getting here so i always i was curious because i asked her the other day like what are the what are the steps and the things that happened you know for me to even be here you know and that mm -hmm. was how she started because she didn't even want to leave cuba and she was one of the last 
persons to leave as well. Mm. And um, so, you know, she got on a, she got on the boat. They they get to the refugee camp, and it was supposed to be seventy two hours. I believe it was in um, Arizona or something like that. It wasn't even in Miami. So she gets on a boat. They drive them all over. I mean, on a bus. They drive them all over to the refugee camp. They told them it was gonna be seventy two hours, and she got stuck there for three months. Wow. And it was um, it was an experience for her because Castro had let out all the all the prisoners, all the all the lifers. That's the reason why they even had the where they had the refugee camps they're trying to separate the civilians from from the prisoners and so she was you know thrown into the belly of the beast you know surrounded by all these prisoners and like crazy experience so she finally gets let out in miami meets my father um and then uh you know she's she's about to have me and uh something happened and she had to leave to san francisco you know to keep me safe so Mm -hmm. Here she goes with my brother, you know, um, and me. I was about, you know, six months old by the time she finally made the move. Mm-hmm. And we ended up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up out here in San Francisco. Um, I had some experiences, you know, that, that really, like, like shaped my experiences that I don't believe, you know, anyone at that age should go through. But um, let's see, I, like, I suffered abuse. I went to, to the school. I, I was really, like, like that was my escape was the school, you know, I was, um, I was like really good at, at everything in the school. I had a really great teacher for kindergarten. And mm-hmm. as I'm going through the classes, they're like, yo, this kid's really, really smart. We're going to have to maybe skip him a grade. So as I'm going into the third grade, they're like, yo, we have this uh, genius kid coming to your class, you know, treat him, treat him good. And like this guy, you know, this guy's going to get skipped and he's very smart. Like come in. The teacher, you know, she had different plans. She did completely the opposite. She was like, I remember my first day, she's like, you? You're the kid? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? And I was like, huh? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm all excited to come. And I'm in the front of the class. That was my, you know, I loved being in front. I was a little teacher's pet. And mm-hmm. everything that I was doing, like all the work that I would do, she would just rip it up. She'd toss it to the side. She'd keep me after school. She'd like try to make it really, really hard for me to, um, you know, not get my work done. And I would like, she'd rip it up. I'd go home and redo it and bring it back to work the next day. I remember she would always tell me like, she'd get mad and she'd yell at me like, why don't you quit? Like, what's wrong with you, you know? Like she was really trying to break me down. And, um, but I would get good grades. Yes, so so my, the the teacher, she was like, what is, you know, what is wrong with this kid? Just, you know, he won't give up. But I guess that's like a trait that I just got from my mom. Like, What what grade were you in? I was in third grade. Third grade. I was in third grade. And, um, yeah, I remember her clearly. One second. What, what school? San Francisco? In San Francisco? Yeah, so she was. this was in San Francisco. And, um, all right, I'll set up all right, so this is in San Francisco in uh, Star King Elementary. Okay. Miss Fonseca, I'll never forget her, man. God bless her soul. She's an amazing woman. Um, I just, uh, I didn't, you know, I was young, you know, and I didn't, uh, I didn't understand what was going on. So I did, I made sense of it the best way I knew how. I just knew, like, I got this goal. Like, I got to get this good grade. I got to bring it to my mom. Like, that's what I was, <clears throat> that was my what I was determined to do every time. So when she gave me my first U at the time, I remember opening my report card before I got to the house and I was like, 
like wow you know that was a big moment for me i had never i had never um like i had never experienced failure so quote unquote failure what i thought was failure at the time and i just made a conscious decision even though i wasn't aware of it until years later when i got into the work that i'm doing but i had made a conscious decision that no matter how hard you try there's no point you know and um you can give it all you got like you're still gonna fail and so that was a belief that i adopted that you know it went through life with me for for many many years um by the time i just gave up on school by the time they found out and told my mom like yo you're you know your son just like what happened like he just stopped coming this was you know in the 80s um they didn't tell her till till a year later like and then by that time i felt like i was behind and i didn't tell anybody anything everyone just didn't know what happened like what happened everything was going so good and then he stopped but i would internalize everything i didn't share it so no one really knew what was going on um so at this point you know like I felt kind of like an outcast, you know, because all the kids like knew what was going on. And I, I didn't I was too ashamed to tell people like I was behind, you know, at this point. So I would just act out, you know, I was like a class clown and just, you know, do whatever. Most of the time I wasn't even going to school. Um, but even if I was cutting school or anything, like you could find me at the library, you know, I was like, mm. you know, reading books or um, we had these, uh, you know, we didn't have no smartphones or anything back then. And so I would read, you know, magazines, like I would read, like I just go around and, and get articles just, you know, just to keep it with my reading. So I guess that's where my my love for reading came in. It was kind of like an escape, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, let's see, I go through life. This was during the, the area where there was a lot of like gang violence, especially in the neighborhood I was growing up in, right mm -hmm. in front of my house. And I would go to sleep, you know, watching that every night, you know, and like, for the average either, like, yo, you know, how can someone get involved in things like that? But it became my new normal. I believe, like, you know, when you see something over and over and over again, you know, it's, you can get desensitized to it until right. it just becomes, you know, normal. And, like, I wasn't seeing all the people getting shot or all the fights or, like, everything that was going on. I would just see people outside having a good time, no one telling them what to do, you know? And that's, mm -hmm. that instantly became, like, the people that I modeled after, you know? I just started, mm -hmm. I thought these were my role models, so I thought there's something else I can, you know, probably pursue now and be good at. Mm -hmm. I started getting involved in the streets, hanging out with the wrong crowds, and, you know, I, I would lie to you if I told you I wasn't having a great time. You know? It was a, it was an amazing time. We did whatever we wanted. We mm -hmm. just, um, you know, we ran our neighborhood, whatever, but it comes with what it comes with. Mm -hmm. so, you know, slowly, you know, some best friends, you know, people that you grew up with and you loved and, you know, and these guys are teenagers and they're just getting murdered, you know, you're not, mm -hmm. you're not closing the casket on someone who, you know, who was your best friend. And at that age, again, like, I didn't know how to handle that. My, and my strategy is always was just internalize this, you know, I kept my look good on the outside, but really I was dying inside. Mm -hmm. And you know, I get through life, you know, I have my daughter that was a, like a beautiful experience, but I was still involved in all the things I was involved in. Mm. And, um, all these things just building up, you know, I got all this, this negative emotions building up inside of me over time. And I, I was like a ticking time bomb, you know, mm -hmm. um, again, to some situations where, you know, I ended up getting shot a couple of times. And, and one of the times I got shot, I had a, 
had the operation. I had to take out my hip bone and put it in my hand. And they gave me a bunch of pills for that. And mm. I started taking pills. And it was like, it was like my escape, you know. It was for the for a moment in time, you know. I would feel all this pain. I wouldn't uh, deal with all these, you know, memories that were haunting me. I wouldn't. Um, it was just a, a way to 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 escape my reality, mm. and um, you know what comes with that lifestyle. Start getting heavy into that, and you know you can only have control for so long, you know, before like it just it took a complete hold of me. And I was, um, yeah, I was, I was hooked. I was stuck. Excuse me for that. And um, as that happened, let's see. So I'm going through life. I'm, I'm trying the best I can to keep it, to keep myself, you know, sane. And um, I didn't know how to deal with what I was dealing with. You know, my mom would pray for me. I had like, I had people that loved me and cared, but I had I had internalized so much for so many years, you know, since I was a kid that um, I didn't I didn't know how to deal with it, you know. I didn't know how to deal with it, and uh, so I just I'm fast forwarding lots of years, you know. There's lots of uh, situations, lots of things that that led to that. Like I would overdose. I remember one time being in the in the like I went to a bathroom and I do some drugs and I overdosed and I was like laying there dead and you know some ambulance. Like someone somehow found me, they kicked the door down, the ambulance came, brought me back to life. I remember just waking up and seeing them. Mm-hmm. I just got up and ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you would think like, yo, hey, that's it, you know, but no, yeah. I, just, I just kept going. And that was the mindset that I was in. You know, I was like, I was just, it's, it's, I talk about it. You know, I don't like to say the story too much because I think a lot of people get caught up in the content of it. Mm-hmm. start to like see a victim and they start to see you know the same way that I would you know look at my situation before but I bring it up now so that people can get understanding because you know how you perceive me is how you perceive me no one really knows my story so I just like to share situations and experiences that have led me you know to where I am today right 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 throughout this time like I said I was passionate about reading it wasn't like I was just all the way gone, you know. I would, I was like the only guy on the block that had a book, you know. I'd be in front of my house, and they're like, "What are you doing?" You know, I'm reading a book. <laughs> and, uh, and books and things became a thing, you know. I was like, I drive around and I was involved in what I was involved with, but I'm listening right. to Think and Grow Rich. I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to Tony Robbins. Like this was like my, my, um, you know, one of my my role models as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I always had a like I, I had exposure to the personal development industry. I knew, you know, I knew about him. I would watch these great speakers. Like I, I used to love watching speakers. I was like, oh man, like that's so cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so when I'm, when I'm um, in one of my moments, you know, I'm like having a really, really low moment. I remembered, like, I was like, oh yeah, what about, you know, Tony Robbins, what about? And I started really listening to, to Les Brown you know, I started listening to audio books and like it was just implanting seeds in my in, in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't aware of it at the time. But because I have a lot of people that were in, the, you know, in in the same uh, lifestyle with me and they look back and they're like, like, what happened? You know, like, how is it? You know, and I, so I, I, I look back and I think about it. I'm like, oh, it was all those seeds I was implanting in my head, you know, even though I was there, like I was still had a I had a vision of something greater. And. 
at one point, like I just made a decision. I was like, I can't live like this no more. You know, like I, I threw everything away, and like I just, I knew that this wasn't my life. You know, my mom had taught me to pray. My mom had always, you know, instilled those seeds in me. And I got to a point where I tried to do everything on my own, and I was like, you know what? That's my problem. I'm trying to do this all alone. So I remember um, I was at a friend's house, and um, they had an empty room, and I just go in the empty room, and I was like, I was just tired. I'm like, I just got on my knees. I was like, you know what, God? Like, I can't, you know, I can't live like this. I know you, you didn't make me do it. My mom said I can always come to you, and I said, look, this is what I want. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be doing drugs anymore. I don't want to be living like this anymore. You know, you do, uh, you know, I'll put it in your hands, and I'll just do my part. And I didn't get up from that point until I knew, you know, that it was answered. When I stood up, um, it was like a miracle. Like I, I felt, you know, you, I felt like, like a shift inside of me. I just wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know if it was real or not. You know, I was doing uh, pills and methadone things like that. So you physically get sick if you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't, you know, go fix or if you don't, you know, go do it, you're gonna get physically sick. So this is the first time I woke up the next day. I wasn't sick. I was like, well, what is going on here? You know, mm -hmm. the next day happened. I didn't, I didn't feel sick. I'm like, oh my God, like, okay, I got a second lease on life. And that was good. But the thing was that the drugs wasn't the issue. You know, those were always my escape. So even though I had gotten released from the chain of these drugs, I also still had all these, you know, everything I was using drugs for to cover up all these memories, all these thoughts, all these like, all these situations that <clears throat> that I was trying to escape and I needed to get a grip of everything you know and I remember like oh, okay I remember you know Tony Robbins I was like who taught Tony Robbins and there was this guy named Richard Bandler created NLP so I knew about it. I was like NLP NLP so I started looking up you know NLP I started uh when he got me the book and I started you know reading articles and like getting right back in it. and I was like okay I need to control how I'm I'm, I'm using my mind and that's what NLP is. NLP is the study of how we use our mind. It's not like what goes on or why did this happen? It's how are we doing it? Mm -hmm. So I started to get more control over the pictures I was making in my head. Like I remember I would just, all these experiences that I had, they were like just right there in my face, you know, real. And I wake up every morning and I didn't realize I was doing that, you know? So I started taking control over the pictures I was making. I started taking control over the way that I was talking to myself. And I started taking control over the meaning that I was giving all these experiences because our, our brain is always constantly searching for meaning, you know, and we have situations that happen to us and we're going to either give it an empowering meaning or we're going to give it a disempowering meaning. So a lot of my situations that, that, that I was looking through, I was looking through this, the lens of just disempowerment, of being a victim. I was being at the effect of everything that was happening to me instead of being, you know, creator and in control of my life. And I said, you know what, these things happen to me. Maybe it is my fault. Maybe it's not my fault. But if I can just say it's my fault, then I can take control over this. And that's what I chose. I chose, you know what, I'm responsible for how I react to this. I'm responsible for how I look at this. And I'm, and that gave me responsibility and it gave me ownership over my life. Mm -hmm. That is um, how I got into this. And then when, so when I, when I seen what it was doing to me, I was like, oh man, I gotta go get certified in this, you know? Mm -hmm. Like a, a dream I had. So I, I, I say, you know, I was working at this time, like I finally started working, 
was working out. I was doing like all these different things. Like, I, you know, my life had changed and I, I really wanted to share this with the world. So I went in 2019 and I got certified in uh, in Las Vegas as a as a practitioner. Wow. And I came back, you know, I was still working my job. And I'm, you know, I'm using, you know, these things on my brother. You know, my brother was also experiencing his challenges at the time, um, mm -hmm. as well as you know. And he was able to get through all that too. You know, my brother is like good now. He's like, you know, working at his own place, has his, you know, he has his girlfriend, they have their dog. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. This is like they were both underneath the bridge, you know, just a couple years back in the tent, lost. Like, you know what I mean, like they were really lost, like they were lost. And, and it was having those kind of like impacting those changes. Like I'm using this with people around me. And I was like, you know, I gotta go get certified. Again, as a master practitioner, I was just I was just hooked on this. Mm -hmm. so I went and got certified as a master practitioner. And um instantly in the same week, they were having their trainers training. And this is where you get certified as a trainer, where you can actually get people to certify. If someone wants to get a practitioner um, certificate or if they want to get a master practitioner, you can certify them. And it was just a, a whole different beef. And they weren't going to have one for another year. So I had to make a choice, like, you know, like go back to my life right now or, or just, you know, stay out here in the desert and let's let's take it to the next level. So, you know, I'm glad I made that decision. It was one of the best decisions of my, of my life. You know, I lost my job. I lost my car. I put my life savings into this. It wasn't like no easy decision. Like, oh, should I do it or not? This was like a complete uh, overhaul of my life. You know, we're going to start over fresh um with these new skills and these new capabilities and i was like you know i was all in you know i met some amazing people that's the training i'm in now she's um one of the girls that was in my group and it's just like so amazing to see her over here you know with, with her um with her people her tribe you know like certifying people and it's just like um, I feel like I'm living my dream right now. Um, just watching people learn these tools, you know, learning how to how to really take control of their life, learning how to, um, you know, take control of their families, of their business, of their health, of just all these areas of their life, and also go out and share that with others. Like it's just a beautiful experience. Man, the glow up is very real, my brother. That is one powerful testimony and story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and the whole audience. You know. Um, we definitely appreciate your transparency and, you know, just hearing, you know, your beginning from how everything started, how you mentioned, you know, from, you know, your mother's background and how she started her, her journey and then how you were introduced into this world and how you obviously got in, you know, involved in all these um, different things in life and how these experiences shaped you. And now obviously, um, you know, made you into the man that you are today. And just to see the growth and transformation, you know, and hear about it firsthand from you and hearing it from your own mouth. I want to say thank you, my brother, you know, so much, because not only is it inspiring, but it's very telling to the fact that your own journey, everyone goes through their own experience. And one way to not be a victim of it is to speak it and to, you know, obviously express it. the way you did it, obviously, today. But more importantly, to just to see, you know, your whole transformation and where you are today, like you're actually impacting people's lives with what you're doing now. And there was a whole breakthrough that when, you know, you had to go through. And if you can just talk a little bit about that, right, because you now imagine how many people are listening to this and may be, you know, they're dealing with something and they can resonate with what you just said and in, in your message and your story 
you know, how can they see this breakthrough in their life, right? What what can be something that you can leave the audience with, you know, that um, so they can experience this breakthrough in their life the similar way that you went through it and, and, and you were able to do it? All right. So my breakthrough came in uh, many different ways. Um, yeah, my breakthrough came in just that, in different, different aspects. There's a lot of things that happen. So I'm trying to just see something I can give the audience because, you know, I've, I've worked with people, I've worked with myself, I've done different modalities, but one of the, like, I'll tell you that, like, the biggest, um, like, I knew that the way I was looking at the world mm-hmm. was um, shaping my world. Okay. The, the, the belief that I held about, about my world was actually creating the world. So, like, one thing I had to do was change my beliefs. Mm-hmm. I had to change my belief, and I didn't know exactly what to believe. So, in NLP, they give you, they have these presuppositions where they're just presuppositions. They're assumptions, you know. They're not necessarily true. But, you know, they're empowering belief that you can adopt. Okay. So, I chose, you know, I chose to to adopt, you know, some of those beliefs, and, and that really shifted and changed how I was looking at the world. Um, one of the powerful beliefs that I had was people are not their behaviors, where you accept the person, you know, and then you don't have to necessarily accept the behavior. I had a lot of anger and, and bitterness towards my teacher, towards my abusers, towards people that, you know, um, that were doing things to me. And I really had to accept that that, that they weren't a bad person, you know? Mm-hmm. The same way that I, I'm sure I was at in someone's life. I'm sure someone looks at me and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not no angel, you know? So, but that doesn't make me who I am, you know? I, 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 I did a behavior and there was reasons for that. You know, I had a lot of experiences that, that, that shaped me to that point, the same way that I just used a teacher for an example, you know? I'm sure, like, I, I don't know what it is that she was going through, you know? That doesn't mean that she's a, a, a bad person because of what she did, you know? Mm-hmm. I was uh, too young to understand that at the time, you know, that, you know, to separate the behavior from the person. But I just internalized, like, she's a bad person. And that made me have resentment towards her. And years past, she probably just don't even remember me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still sitting here harboring these emotions. And what is happening when you're harboring, you know, these, these emotions is you're breaking your body down. It's literally, you know, physically destroying you, holding on to anger and holding on to you. And it takes up a lot of energy. So that one belief right there allowed me to forgive a lot of people. But in the forgiving, I really set myself free. Mm. Another one is like everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have available at the time. Mm-hmm. So like the, 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 yeah, they're just doing the best that they could. That was another belief, that, you know, and it, it's hard when when you want to be a victim. Mm-hmm. Play the victim mode is hard to just you know forgive someone and say like they're doing the best they can. But again, you're keeping yourself prisoner. So I had to make a choice: do I want to be a victim of this, or do I want to take charge of my mind? That's another one. You're in charge of your mind, and therefore your results. Mm. So I had to realize like this is another belief: like I'm in charge. You know, I'm the one that that's responsible for 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 how I'm looking at the world. I'm responsible for how I react to situations in the world, mm. you know? Um, so just, you know, changing my my beliefs was, was one big thing. Another one was understanding 
this whole like experience, like the whole structure of, of a lot of us, we have this, this you know, someone does us a, a wrong. Well, they're just an event. We just say that, right? There's an outside event. And then we react to that event. And however we react to that event is going to give us our outcome, right? So mm. someone does something to you and upsets you. You get upset and you, you know, you punch them or something, you know? Then you're going to get the outcome of that, whatever. They might punch you back, you know? If it's, you know, if there's a cop there, you might end up in jail. And like, let's say someone does punch someone and end up in jail. What are they going to say? Oh, my God. You know, I'm in jail because that person did this. And that's why I reacted like that. And, you know, so now they're, they're at the effect of that person. And, they, and for a lot of people, they do believe that this is how it works. You know, for a long time, I believe that that's how it works. If someone does something to you, an event happens to you, you react to it, and then you get the outcome of that event. But what people don't realize and don't understand is that what happens quickly and unconsciously and faster than, than we can even process is that we add we attach meaning to each and every single one of these events that are happening. And we're not actually reacting to the event itself. We're reacting to the meaning that we gave it. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is how like um, there was these uh, there was this guy that ended up in jail. Right. Ended up in jail. He's on death row. He was an alcoholic. You know, is he's through play. And then at, on the other end, there was another guy who did everything right, got married, got his career, you know, he was uh, part of his community. He just, you know, on paper, he just lived his life that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that many, you know, just dream of. And they're like, well, what are your experiences? How'd you get here? You know, and one was like, well, my dad was an alcoholic, you know, died in jail. Like, what else was I going to do? And the other guy was like, well, my dad was an alcoholic, died in jail. What was I supposed to do? These guys were brothers. You know, these guys were twin brothers. And they both had the same experience, but it was one gave it a disempowering meaning, and that drove his life. The other one gave it an empowering meaning, and that drove his life. So we have to realize that it's never the situation or the event that's that we're reacting to. It's always the meaning that we give it. And that we have control over, you know? So... If something is is uh, happening to you, when you become, because this happens so fast, so it's not like you're just going to become a monster. When you, when you get upset, when you get, when you, you know, when you're going through your head, like stop, you know, catch it. That's how I do it. I just stop. I catch it. And I say, well, what am I making this mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I realize, like, I'm not, I'm not reacting to them because nothing outside of it. What, um, really, nothing outside of you has control over you. Let me ask you this. So. Mm-hmm. We're living in a very different world in 2021 than we were in 2019. So with someone of your um, wealth of knowledge and obviously who is a practitioner of um, NLP and is a certified practitioner, um, how are you dealing with, um, you know, the current mindset globally, right? You're seeing everyone, a lot of people's mindset globally shift and change and you know, how, how are you dealing with um, just the changes and what's your current mindset, right? What's your current mindset during everything that's happening? How are you internalizing and dealing with it? Okay, well, um, I've been blessed. I've been blessed to have, um, like, I've just been blessed with the experiences that I have mm-hmm. that, um, like, honestly, it just it doesn't phase me, you know? 
Mm -hmm. Just rock solid. And this is probably like not even really have to do with NLP, or maybe it does, you know, how I'm controlling my mind. But I just feel like like I've experienced, you know, so much that like to me this is just like, you know. But how I've also learned from NLP, like one thing is, you know, you focus on, you get what you focus on. Right. So if you're constantly in the media, in the news, seeing the divide, seeing everybody, you know, there's a separation that I, I feel there's an agenda, you know, to separate people because as long as you, you know, divide, you can conquer. So people, um, they don't want people to get together. They don't want people to, you know, and it makes money, you know, like it, it just fear makes money. Right. It, it sells the news. It sells more medicine. It, so just having an understanding of um, I'm going to focus on what I want. I'm in control of my, my results. Right. So I'm very, very um, consciously aware of what I'm going to let in my mind. Right. And um, so I start there. I'm not watching TV. I'm not watching the news. Um, also, you know, this is, you know, it's a it's a health crisis, you know. So what do you need during a health crisis? I don't need more drugs, you know. So I try to keep healthy, I try to eat the right foods. I try to get sun. I try to, you know, get exercise. I'm also like, you know, I take care of myself. I'm not like, I'm not saying, you know, go out there and just, you know, you still want to be mindful. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, this is a virus is real. You know, I have friends who lost family members. Um, so I'm not I'm not minimizing this at all. Um, you're just saying, like, controlling what you allow going in your mind, because, you, you know, there's a mind and body connection. They're connected. Right. So if if you're letting all these sick thoughts and all these fear come into your mind, like that's going to get transferred to your body and you're going to feel those things. Yeah. So being very, very mindful of what you're learning and focusing on on, on 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 what you want, right? Um, that's just that's one. Um, another is yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how I'm handling right now. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. You know, um, and just to you know um, give people a different perspective right because for example i'm visiting my grandma and you know she's very old school and she has the tv on 24 7 mm -hmm. so as soon as you walk in you know like i'm i'm so excited to see her but she's telling me everything about the virus or you know what's happening mm -hmm. in around the world and you know and it's very telling that you know obviously her mindset mm -hmm. is at a different state so obviously my job there is just to you know shift the focus like you said mm -hmm onto something more positive, you know, something more friendly, something more lively or whatnot. And, you know, just seeing the shift change, but obviously also being um, empathetic to the fact that everyone's living a different reality, mm -hmm. you know, you know, not everyone is, you know, experiencing life from our personal lens, you yes. know, so being respective of that. And, and I think yesterday you were, you were saying that you have to, you have to respect people's um, modality. I think you were saying. Or... So you want to respect their, their model of the world, right? Okay. Can you we speak all, on that? Yeah. We all have, um, like we take in the world through our senses, right? Like we all know this. We, we take in the world through our five senses, but what I like, right? What I think tastes good. You might not think it tastes good. Right. Mm -hmm. Or the next person not going to think it tastes good or a smell. You know what I think smells good. You might not think smells good. This is why they have so many different colognes and so many different foods. And so we already know that even though we, we all experiencing the world with the same senses, we don't experience them the same. Right. Right. right? 
So each and every single person has a unique worldview. Everyone has a unique way of, of looking at the world. Everyone, you know, there's there's these uh, there's these filters. So we have our experience that comes in, but it gets filtered. You know, it comes in through the senses, but it gets filtered. So what is it being filtered by? Well, that's our beliefs, right? These are our, our values. These are our, our judgments, our decisions, right? And this is how we're seeing the world. There's another one where the map is not the territory. I love to use my GPS. My mom is always uh, finding herself lost. <laughs> I'm like, you have a GPS, mom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's like, no, I'm going through these streets. I'm going through there. I'm like, yeah, it's 2021. Just pull over. Pull <laughs> and and follow, look it up. Yeah. The directions, you know? And, um, you know, and sometimes she won't use it. I'll give you an example. This is her model of the world. Her mom, she's a, you know, she's a Christian woman, evangelical, and, you know, she believes in the Holy Spirit. And I told her, like, you know, that your Holy Spirit's like a GPS too, right? She's like, yeah, that's how she's been preaching. I was like, well, you have a GPS in your car too, you know, just <laughs> and, 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 and get your directions. Now, I do that all the time too. There's times where I put in the address and it says, um, you know, I'm just, you know, 15 minutes away. And... 10 minutes into my drive, there's a huge robot. Mm. Like, what the hell, why is this here, right? So it wasn't in my map. That's because the map is not the territory, it's just a map. It's just, you know, it's just a, like, a, like a little overview, but it's not the actual, actual territory. So we're all dealing with the, we don't actually deal with the real, real, real territory, right, of the world. We just deal with a map of it. We have these internal maps of the world, and this is how we view our world. This is how we see our world. This is how two people can go into a movie and have two completely different views. You know, one was like completely sad, and they're like, "How did that happen?" Someone else was like, "Best movie ever," you know, because we're internalizing it different, and we don't we don't deal with with reality in and of itself. We deal it through our own maps, right? So understanding that everyone has their own map of the world, and most importantly, respecting it. You know, understanding that everyone's values are different, everyone's beliefs are different, you know, right? no one's wrong. And just having a understanding and a respect for these differences, you know, is, um, yeah, that's how I live my life. You know, instead of judging, you know, it helps communication better because, you know, now I understand, like, okay, they're coming from a different map, you know, and I want right. to enter their model of the world, right? If I want to have, if I want to build rapport with them, if I want to, like, impact them you know i can't come from you know where i'm correct you know i have to enter their world you know and then and, and it's good because it's good to have different experiences no one really knows for sure anything it's just what works for you right mm -hmm. so just understanding that everyone's in, interacting with the world differently gives you more understanding and where you don't have to be so judgmental right? everyone's just dealing with how they how, how they're dealing with it and um yeah. right yeah because definitely you know um the internet has given you know, everyone a voice, and that's a good thing. And then problem with the internet is that it has given everyone a voice, you know, <laughs> because uh, you know, people feel, people feel um, out of it or, you know, th that they have the right to push their beliefs, right? And this is a key word, again, that we keep going over is beliefs, you know? And a lot of times, you know, um, like you just mentioned, is being, you know, very um, conscious of that right because again everyone is living in a whole different world but my brother i appreciate you you know breaking that down and something that i always get a lot of um you know um, um enlightenment from is your book recommendations 
And mm -hmm. I will always tell the story that, you know, uh, you were all when, when uh, we would always talk, you would always say, Eric, if you would start reading, you would become a big problem, meaning you'd be you'd have a lot more opportunities coming your way. And I remember you just telling me that consistently because at that time I was very big on YouTube and audio video, you know, and that's great. And it serves a purpose. But I remember that um, we occasion, you know, on one occasion, you're, you were so adamant that we went to the bookstore and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get this book. You keep recommending thinking grow rich. And when we go to look for it, it says that it was sold out. And when we're ready to walk out, we see that there's a special edition Think and Grow Rich book that was not supposed to be there because it was not in stock. And it was right under a, um, a book on top, on top of the top book, um, right above it said, God is winking at you. And right, <laughs> and right below it was Think and Grow Rich. And that day I got that book and I began reading it right intensely and just you know started studying it and reading it and using it almost as a textbook and it just opened my perspective and my mind to so many different opportunities so i want to publicly say thank you for that because <laughs> i definitely have become much a much greater problem now. <laughs> and i'm reading <laughs> look, look, i would say i would say that book was exactly where it had to be you know you said it wasn't supposed to be there it had to be there right, right. then and there at that time right because what you're looking for is looking for you so that's how, yeah, when you were ready, the universe was like, here you go. And we <laughs> believe that the universe has everything we want, everything we really want to create, anything we want to, to have or be mm -hmm. is already there, you know? And it's just being ready to receive it, being open to receive it, you know? So that's that's what happened with that book for you. <laughs> Think and grow rich. So yeah, if, you could, if you could just uh, maybe... Three. Listeners to know, only listeners to know, like I say, you'd be a problem because you are already a problem, you know. <laughs> you're, you're just a natural born leader. And I was asking, like, are you reading? And you were like, No, I'm just doing, you know, you're so busy, caught up in just making it happen, right? Like, oh my god, if this guy got some books under his belt, <laughs> because the, the, the problem is never really like the book, everything's in the books, the problem with the implementation, right? There's, there's, there isn't a lack of knowledge, you know, we, right. we just do everything. It's all there. But right. you're such the implementer, such a doer. I was like, God. <laughs> was well, one key takeaway I got from the book was thoughts are things, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, just seeing, being and able to see that. things at that. <laughs> right. So it's <laughs> like, the, the, like your imagination creates tangible, actual external things, right, that mm -hmm. can really show up and exist. So that's my key takeaway. What would be one key takeaway that you got from the book, Think and Grow Rich? Oh, my God. There's so many, but what would be like one that just the, comes the to definite, the, the definite key takeaway is the definite chief thing. Mm, um, speak on that. So you, you, you can't hit a target that you're not aiming at, right? So, so many of us are just, you know, going through life. Right? He'll call it like a, a ship with no rudder, right? Um, just drifting and floating out there in the waves with no actual direction. We have this powerful, powerful, powerful mind of ours, right? We can direct it anywhere we go. And this mind is so powerful. And this is why I really got into the work that I do. Because of the unconscious mind, I realized all the programs, all the beliefs, all the values, where were they? They were not conscious. What is the unconscious? Anything that's out of conscious awareness. 
So we're not even aware of these things, right? So we got to bring this, uh, these things that are unconscious into conscious awareness. Um, Carl Jung said, until you, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will run your life and you will call it fate, right? Mm. So, so understanding the unconscious mind now, it needs orders. It needs direction. It needs a goal, right? So I think having a definite chief aim is so powerful because now you 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 give it something to aim at and give it something to do, you know? If not, you're just gonna uh, get caught up in all the distractions of life and, um, you know, you're being programmed all day, right? So whether you give it a goal, someone else is gonna give it a goal, whether consciously or unconsciously, right? And it might not be in the direction that you wanna go. So just knowing that you can actually choose you know, no one's giving it to you. This is your chief aim, right? You get to choose. So just the fact that you get to choose and take your, your life in the direction you want, I think is so powerful. And that, that comes from, you know, actually picking what it is you want, right? Giving your mind something to focus on. Mm. Yeah. One of the big, big key takeaways is, is, is that, you know, like, don't go through life without an aim. You know, otherwise you're just out there drifting and you're going to get taken, you know, wherever the waves want to take you. Mm, powerfully said, powerfully said. And that's definitely, you know, something else that, you know, Napoleon Hill was really big about was speaking about drifting and how, you know, a lot of people are or a lot of, you know, just um, the masses could you could say to just paraphrase is drifting and just going along to get along but obviously you know there is um you know there there is that knowledge there's that conscious decision that many people have made that they can't control you know um the outcomes of their lives and there's ways to do that now what what would you say to somebody who would probably be a you know somebody who is um of a different thinking saying, Oh, what's all this positive mindset? Like it's, it sounds good. It, you know, mm. it, it's cool or whatnot, but does it really work? You know, do, what would you, what would be your response to, to somebody like that? Well, that was fun. Let's go. Thank you. My brother. <laughs> I was just telling, uh, I was just telling um, the, the coaches in my group, I said, uh, I think I'm dropping too many gems. My computer shut down on me. <laughs> that's a good thing that's a great thing that means that this is meant to be out you know exactly and to be honest with you this has happened to with most of the interviews that we've done right there's always you know some type of interruption or something that happens and then after the fact we'll just modify and edit it but never the nevertheless my brother we were talking about the power of a definite chief aim right yeah. and you were just getting into the details of that and i would like to add that you know um, Jim Rohn once said, if you don't like how things are, change it. You're not a tree. <laughs> you feel me? Like you have the opportunity to do to do that, to change it. So, you know. <clears throat> yeah. And the, you know what? Like a lot of people, right? They're just they're not aware of that. We're not we're not really taught that, you know, mm. we're not taught emotional intelligence. We're not taught to take control of our, you know, of our of our inside. We're always everything's outside of us. Right. So. Yeah, people sometimes don't. It seems, you know, simple, right? But mm -hmm. like there's a quote where in this book I just read it said, um, where one friend is saying, why do you always insist on taking the hard road? 
And then the friend replied, like, why do you assume I see two roads? <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people <laughs> don't know otherwise, you know, and that's why it's, it's good to bring these. That's why this podcast is good to bring these things into awareness to let people know, you know, you actually can control what you got going on internally, you know, and that in effect is going to control everything outside because your outside world is just a reflection of what's going on inside. Absolutely. So I would love to take this moment and to, you know, promote something that, you know, we're both doing that we're working on because because we're speaking about definite chief aim, you know, something that we want to bring to fruition. Right. So um, I'll go ahead and go first. You know, um, you know, um, currently on the TV digital website, we do have the self journal to empower entrepreneurs, founders, creatives, anyone out there who's actually, you know, taking on this journey of creating the life that they want. You know, uh, have someone say a bo bossing up. Others would say, you know, taking matters into their own hand. You know, however you want to phrase it, you definitely ha can use a journal, you know, to keep you on track, to keep you, you know, uh, um, on the go, you know, to keep you, um, you know, organized with your goals and everything you're doing. So the self journal is on the TV Digital website. And this is something that, you know, we provide to other entrepreneurs and it is a bestseller, right? We just got it restocked yesterday. So if you're interested, go ahead and order that. Uh, it's, you're, you're definitely going to be empowered by it on chividigital.com. And also it comes with free shipping. So brother, is there anything that you would like to promote that you're currently doing that you're offering to other people to empower them? All right. So um, let's see. I got a, a couple of things going on. I have the the clothing brand. I guess I, you can. Um, I'll send you the links and then just... Um, put them where you want to put them. Um, I'm working on putting a training together. Okay. Right now, so I'm, I'm uh, assisting in this training right now, just learning to see how, how it done, how it's you know how it is that she's doing because everyone does it different. So um, putting together a couple workshops and trainings. I'll let you know when those are out. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I specialize in breakthrough coaching, where it's a you know five to eight-hour uh, session where we go deep. You know, we go deep to, to, to find out what is the problem, what are the root causes of these problems. And then uh, things aligned, we get some, some nice, powerful goals, compelling goals, align them with those values and um, give them some strategies that get them moving in that direction. Um, I would like to do a podcast if uh, I'm invited back on Timeline Therapy. We have an opportunity to get into that, which is a, a whole nother beast in and of itself. You know, that is um, one of the powerful techniques that I did do to go in the past and actually um, get rid of all these uh, negative emotions that were tied to those events. I share with you a lot of the content um, of what I've been through and, you know, what I've experienced. And um, I wasn't able to talk about that before, you know, because there was a lot of just uh, strong emotional charges to those events. You know, you got to understand these were like significant events, things that um, you know, have an impact on you, you know, uh, trauma, PTSD, all these things. So um, how is it that I can just, you know, talk about it now? How is it that I can go over, you know, some memories that, you know, um, I couldn't even, I couldn't even talk about, let alone visit. I had buried them deep, but now I can, they're still there. And instead of, you know, looking at the way I'm looking, I got these powerful lessons that I use as resources. I like to use people's phone as an example, because we're constantly updating our phone. You're not going to use the same uh, update from, you know, your, your your first iPhone that you are and the one you have today. But yet we're running around here like with, you know, beliefs we have that we came up when we were kids, you know, and decisions that we made when we were kids. And, and we're just living our lives by those. So 
I like to just call it like a, a nice update where you're going to update all your values. Be conscious of your values. A lot of these conflicts that we're experiencing um, are really value conflicts, right? In relationships, in, in career, um, even with ourselves. So even having a conscious um, awareness of what your values are and aligning them in a way that, um, you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis is is uh, married to those values, right? And then... Um, and yeah, that's what they call having alignment. You know, you're actually uh, knowing what you want, and you know, and it's uh, aligning with what is most important to you. And it makes mm-hmm. it that much more easier to do. Mm-hmm. So, so how can people uh, contact you or reach you? Uh, you know, to uh... Facebook is where I get all my uh, okay. all my contacts. Christopher Melendres, C H R I S T O P H E R. Okay. Melendres, M E L E N D R E Z. Okay. And uh, I'm on Instagram, EP, the great for endless possibilities. And um, my DMs are always open. Um, I have a Calendly link. I have, um, you know, some of those, but I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't use them. I need to get more on the technical aspects of it. I spent so much time updating all my skills as a coach that now I'm doing the entrepreneur side of it. But I am, um, I'm always, you know, available as far as, you know, reach out my DMs, reach out to me. I, just any questions is in general, you know. I would love to just, you know, get on, you know, I got these free 30 minute calls where I get on with people and see if I can even help them. And if, you know, if, if it's not a fit, I'm still going to give you powerful nuggets that you can use for your life and things you can take actions on today. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, you hear that? That is EP, not the good, the great. <laughs> you hear me? There's a distinction between good and great. And I just want to be clear. It's EP, the great. And, you know, what? if you could just talk a little bit about the um, brand that you've built, Endless Possibilities. How did you choose that name? What was the inspiration behind that name? Um, actually, like, um, people just started calling me that. They're like, I was sleeping on the train, <laughs> you know? And then next thing you know, I'm I'm, I'm on the stage. So it's like, what happened? Mm. And this possibilities happened. I switched my mindset to what was possible, mm. you know? And um, so, that, like, a lot of times we don't see the possibilities in front of us. You know, with again with the work where I do with timeline, like when you in your power to choose and in your power to decide, you can take your life in so many different directions, right? You have endless possibilities in front of you. You can you can you can do, be, and have whatever you want. Why do we keep reliving the same day? Right? Because we keep bringing our past with us, and that's what we're using as a model for our future, right? So this is about clearing up the past, right? Again, a lot of times we're stuck in the past because of these emotions, these, you know, strong negative emotions that keep us tied there. It's like a prison. So when you clear that up and now you have all this new energy, you know, you open your mind to new possibilities. You're like, oh, what is powerful? What, you know, this is powerful. Like, I can, I see more, I can do more, right? So that's where the name came from, and it's possibilities mindset, just adopting a mindset of, you know, what is possible for my life? Mm-hmm. I love the question, like, what if? Like, what if I did this? Like, what could I, you know, what what, what more can I do? Mm-hmm. And, um, but if you're stuck in the past, if you're clouded by all these, you know, events that happen to you, it's going to be hard to use um, any, you know, because your, your mind, your unconscious mind is holding on to these. Mm-hmm. And, and it's work, you know, it's not, they're not just there, you know, because it wants you to, you know, go on throughout your day and live your day. So it's going to keep these memories and these emotions repressed mm-hmm. because you might not feel them, they're there, but then a situation will happen 
and you react so angry or some have you react so guilty that's something you got you react so fearful and you're just like whoa where'd that come from well because you know there's there's just unresolved issues in there that you haven't really you haven't you know gotten into so i like to free people i call people myself a professional prison uh uh where I'm uh, breaking people out, you know, I break people out. Because <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. um, then, yeah, once you once you release all that, now you just open your mind to all these new possibilities that have right. always been there. So it's like, do you want to be, do you want your life to be a, a vision of the future? Or do you want it to be a memory of the path? Mm. Yeah. Well, this is a great conversation that needs to be continued. And I think that, you know, we can do this for hours because just there's so much wealth of knowledge that we can go into. And again, you know, um, this is just, really hitting at the surface i feel that we will definitely be doing a follow-up interview where we'll be able to get in more into detail like you mentioned as into a uh, timeline therapy you know i see that you speak a lot about uh, you speak a lot about you know overcoming and uh your self-imposed limitations mm -hmm. and i think that's something that you know a lot of us can definitely you know just refresh on and be you know um be um, empowered on you know, because again, this world is always telling you how to look or how you should appear or how you should feel mm -hmm. or how you should think. So it seems a lot of times, you know, it can be very challenging unless you have a strong identity, you know, to, to, to face the world. You feel me? Because it could be very, you know, it's not reflecting necessarily what you think every day. But then again, in the quantum world, it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we could get it to quantum all day. I love that subject. Right. We're doing some training on that, but that would be, yeah, that would be fun to delve into. I have to get on this training right now. Right. I have to clear up this uh, this laptop issue that we got going on. Yeah. So, so I get back on with you, man. I hear you, that my brother. Thank you so much. And then I just want to leave you with this last thing, and you can leave uh, the people with this last message. I know that you mentioned, you know, obviously your your background, your beginning in Cuba, your mom's obviously, um, you know, her origin and whatnot. Um, a message you want to leave to your fellow Cuban people? Libertad. Mm. Libertad, man. It's coming. It's right around the corner. It's a. It's an interesting. Uh, scenario you know because you can't just you know send aid over there and you can't just you know we're dealing with, with with governments you know so what we can't do is just stand with them let them know that that we're here give them a voice right you know post on social media raise awareness let people know that you know let them know they're not alone you know so that's what i'm doing with the clothing with the, with the sweaters i'm putting out right uh, it's more so you know just raising awareness to like you know change is coming uh, change is coming. I don't want to get too political, but I, 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 I'm, I'm praying for them. They're, they're constantly in my prayers. And, you know, we just, just raise awareness, give them a voice and educate yourself, you know, on what's going on. Right? Cause we, we, you know, and also, um, have gratitude, <laughs> have, mm -hmm. have gratitude for, you know, we're kind of spoiled out here. We don't realize like what we have sometimes and we, we can get caught up in complaining, you know, but we, we really don't know how good we got it out here. There's people that, that really, you know, can't even just peacefully protest, you know, injustice, you know, without, and we, we have those luxuries. So, you know, post, <laughs> raise awareness, you know, let people know and, and change is coming. I know it is. There you go. Loud and clear. That is Christopher Melendres on Facebook, EP the Great on Instagram. My brother, thank you so much for your time your wisdom and every all the intellect that you shared with us today we'll definitely have you again on the platform have a beautiful great day 
and keep empowering lives with and wherever you are, my brother. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one. God bless. Talk to you soon. I've been living peacefully and abundantly surrounded by sun and trees, drinking from the living fountain, moving mountains, focused on being a better me, guarding my energy, building a legacy. Gardens 